Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Sales Forward, Sale Forward 2024. We've got a special guest with us here today, uh, Martin Cuppinger from Cuppinger Coal. Uh, Martin is a longtime industry uh, analyst, uh, luminary, expert, Martin. Uh, we, uh, we love talking with you, and I certainly appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here uh, today. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you again, and thank you for inviting me, uh, giving me the opportunity to share some of my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. No, we look forward to it. I think our, our teams here that are all out in the audience listening here today um, would love to hear a little bit, maybe, um, talking about the, the overall industry, the market, right? Maybe trends that you're seeing in the, in the customers and prospects you're talking to. Uh, and that would be a great uh, place to start here today. Yeah. So a lot of things going on and some are probably uh, closer. Some are probably a bit further away. Um, so, so one of the things I think where we always can start with is the impact of AI. So AI, um, mostly called artificial intelligence. I personally like to see it as augmenting intelligence. It's something which is, is having a, a huge impact. You at that point, you have solutions. When you look at your analytics that are powered by AI and ML, um, the generative AI thing, I think also has a huge potential because it really can help end users and also the administrators doing performing tasks much better by getting the right information they need, getting advice on what to do. This is really the augmenting part, making people better, and this helps also addressing the skills gap. So that would be my number one. You surely also have some some ideas around AI, and I am, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I mean, look, look we, we've seen this coming for quite some time, as you know. We've had uh, AI in our products, right, um, from about 2019. And um, so we've seen this coming. I, I think when you look at the, the, the challenge of identity security, right, to, as, a, as a mechanism to secure your enterprise, it quickly becomes too big to be able to keep up with it and, and properly secure your enterprise if you're doing it with the traditional method of, of hands-on keyboard, right? So it kind of becomes a very, very necessary uh, technology uh, to, to um, secure your enterprise. Yes, and the complexity is exactly the point. It helps you dealing with the complexity in a much better way. And, and so I, I'm very positive to see a lot of things happening there. So when I look at, at another very important um, sort of evolution, then this surely is the potential impact of decentralized identity. So this things in, in Europe, we have this discussion about the EUDI wallet, so the EU decentralized identity wallet where the European uh, Union is driving initiatives. We see a lot of things happening also in the market around this. And I think this is also a very interesting thing because it can help us to to, to solve some of the challenges around user onboarding, um, but also authentication and authorization in a much smarter manner than we uh, can do today. So and the interesting point is a lot of people think decentralized identity is disruptive. And yes, it is because it enables us doing things in a different and better way, but it's not disruptive to our IAM stack that we have. Because at the end, it's just some proofs coming in. It's saying, this is Martin with his wallet. He can prove that he is Martin. We can improve the onboarding process. We can use this 
and probably get rid of some of the challenges we have with HR to IGA integration, doing things better. And right. so we should really think about that as something which can make IAM better. So that would be a, probably the bit further away trend, but one I also like. Yeah. You know, Martin, I think, um, and I think you and I have talked about this in prior conversations, but it's very easy to get sucked into um, the way we used to do things. You know, there's been a lot of talks about convergence of the swim lanes. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we believe that what got us here will not get us to where we're going. And that um, with the emergence of, of AI, machine learning, deep learning, there's there's a, a much, much more efficient, productive and secure way to handle some of the challenges that we've handled in the past, but also how we're going to handle uh, these these new, new challenges of these digital yeah. enterprises, um, which complicate things, as you know. Yeah, I, I could envision, for instance, having prompt books in generative AI that help us in application onboarding across the entire stack, uh, which is one of these recurring challenges, specifically for the legacy side. Of applications, we can do things better. But you touched swim lanes, and this is the interesting thing because I don't see um, this convergence as a real trend. So I, I see, yes, there are vendors that deliver a, a broader set of integrated capabilities. There are others which are specialists that do one thing or a few things, but they do it at a very um, sort of a level of excellence. At least some of them like, like Sailpoint. And for me, it is, you know, I've, I'm, I'm in the IT industry for uh, more than three decades now. I've seen, I've seen a lot of unified approaches and all of them became too complex and usually not good enough when it came to the devs and sometimes also the press because they delect features. Um, and so I see that there's a need and there's, also, sometimes a misconception. So when we introduced the idea of identity fabrics a couple of years ago, um, this concept never was and isn't about one solution that serves everything. It is about a comprehensive blueprint, about a unified perspective across all areas, across all types of identities, and then filling it with the right tools. So it's about understanding which are the common capabilities, which are specific capabilities, which services do you need, and which tools to deliver this. And this usually will be backed by a small set of tools at the core, plus several complementary solutions, such as IGA might be done the sale point part, and a special add-on might be what you got from ERP uh, Maestro, so more the the IG, uh, so the SAP and line of business access control, application risk management. And this is the right way to think about it. So some things which are sometimes mentioned as a trend, I don't believe in. And convergence isn't what I see as an overarching trend. Yeah, yeah. So look, you, you know, we couldn't agree with you more. Um, you and I had a chance to speak just before our Navigate conference um, in, in this past October. And uh, we shared a little bit with you about what we were going to announce. And, um, you know, and we, we, we don't believe traditional convergence um, solves the overall problems and challenges of the, of the new modern enterprise. Uh, we like to talk about outcome convergence, these big problems and the new big problems, right, that are coming uh, to be able to challenge them with, as you said, you know, some of the most important pieces and um, not necessarily, I'll use the technical term glom, 
glom all this stuff together in a um, uh, in, in next generation legacy is what we yeah. call it, right? That we want to avoid. I, I like. I also like like your 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 focused approach on, on your taking on teams or the cloud infrastructure entitlement management piece and on the privileged access management piece with your recent acquisition because um, I, I think what, what you're doing to my understanding as an analyst is really you're adding so to speak the governance layers and, and the layers that help using and managing these tools in a controlled manner um, and so really sort of increasing what you're doing where, where your strengths is and, and, and keeping control about the things and implementing the governance and enforcing the controls um, and adding the areas that pop up. So yes, we have this challenge that nowadays it's not just about humans accessing applications or servers when you look at privileged access management. It's also about a lot of services accessing resources in a very dynamic manner. We need new additional approaches here. But on the other hand, we need also yeah. a consistent governance approach. And this is, I think, a very smart thing you're doing here. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I think, you know, for us, um, the thing we're really excited about is the platform itself, right? Atlas that we announced. Um, and this idea, um, you know, you talked a little bit about unification or unified, um, basically having a consolidated or unified data model that, um, it becomes the, the you know, uh, receptacle, if you will, for, you know, all of this identity data to be able to do, you know, um, different things with it, solve different problems with it. And we think that right there, getting the foundation right is so important to be able to do these things that um, are still coming down the pipe. And um, and so we're excited about that and, and excited to getting that out uh, to market here uh, in the coming year. Yeah. And, and I think this is, this is a very important area because at the end we have this, and this is, this is, I think, very important also to see. We have this massive, massive regulatory pressure these days on both sides of the pond. Yes. Um, so, so we have in the U.S., we have new regulations coming up and or having arrived already. In Europe, we have things like NIST 2. So the next version of the critical infrastructure regulations and many, many others. And these are, and I think this is also interesting because at the end, all of these are about strengthening your cybersecurity posture, which includes strengthening your sort of identity management posture. And what is, from my perspective, extremely important here is uh, that everyone, I think, knows that, that identity management is one of the things that are, are essential because it's about, at the end, who can access what, who is accessing what. So also this more, this, um, uh, yeah, th this monitoring perspective. And so we need, for, for each or every of these regulations, we need uh, to get better in identity management. And this right now don't, doesn't only affect a few industries and a few large organizations. When we look at the, the, the European uh, critical infrastructure regulations, um, sometimes organizations starting with 50 employees might already be... Um, affected by that and it a lot of industries are in a lot of manufacturing is in uh, utilities etc etc and that means at the end of the day there's a, a, a there will be a huge demand in many areas around cybersecurity, including identity and access management or for identity security when we take this term uh, coming up but this is definitely also one thing which which is in, in some way it's it's trending and, and 
what also is interesting, for instance, in Europe, and that's, I think, not known by, by many. So uh, one of the things is, for instance, um, that the the sea level, the borgs, becomes personally liable if they make major mistakes around the critical infrastructure regulation. So the, yeah. the, the your, your uh, manager insurance, your liability insurance will not help you. Even that is there. And this will, will drive the market. Yeah. Yeah, Martin. I mean, this is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hugely appreciative of us getting a chance to talk about this because this, uh, I, I do believe one of the biggest challenges we continue to have is educating the marketplace. Uh, I think, you know, most companies think about cybersecurity and, and, and enterprise security traditionally from an outside in, you know, with a firewall and endpoint. Um, and then maybe they think about the network security. And, you know, when they think about the whole comprehensive cybersecurity of, of their enterprise, they're still lagging and, and not fully understanding just how important um, identity security is. And yeah. I, I see this often in many of the customers, prospects I talk with, um, would love to hear your perspective on this. I mean, uh, do you feel like this is people are really starting to understand the importance of, of identity security as it relates to the overall you know, security posture for your company? Yeah, so, so I think w w good news in that context is that, that we see more and more CISOs, so the chief information security officers, being in charge of IAM. So IAM yeah. is, is, is increasingly shifting uh, into the realm of the CISO with a unified perspective. And I think this is, this is important because it, it means we're breaking uh, or we, we are at least um, changing the silos from I am being more on the infrastructure side historically frequently is so it's really shifting into this um, realm. The, the other part um, of that is um, I, I, when, I, when I do talks about zero trust, and yes, zero trust isn't the most hyped term anymore, but I think it's it's still important as a concept. It's still very valid. Makes sense. And when we look at zero trust, so what does it mean? And where does it start? It starts with Martin, me, the identity being authenticated, using a device, so device and, ident uh, and, and, and identity integration to go over a network, which might be not that relevant because usually I, I, I use TLS or a VPN or so. So I go end to end. So more important is, is it Martin? Um, is, it, is, is he using a device that he has been used before? And then I access a service, which is about then the service authentication, the authorization. And authorization with all the policy stuff is at the core, at the very core of the zero trust architecture. So when we look at this, then zero trust is very, very much about identity security, far more than about network security or something else. I think this is this this way, when you look at the story the right way, then it is very evident that identity security must be, and it's increasingly understood from what I see, must be at the very core mm -hmm. of cybersecurity. Yeah, you know, I, I obviously I feel the same way. I, I think um, I think people are starting to understand it. I think these things you talked about earlier around um, regulation. I think that is really going to accelerate people's need to know and understand exactly how this plays out. Um, these, these, um, I think these SEC um, regu 
regulations actually started. Um, I think they announced them in September of this past year, and I think they became in effect here in January. So we're going to start seeing that. Uh, I've read uh, a number of research uh, articles where they actually believe the um, um, budgets are raised this year upwards of 25 percent in, in cybersecurity to be able to deal with um, these kind of additional um, um, expenditure, if you will, to, to, to ensure, uh, you know, the breaches are not occurring in, in, in the enterprise. Yes, it, it may be a bit delayed, budget, but at the end of the day, latest when the first fines are raised, when the first organizations get in trouble, then it will happen, or when the audits take place. And, I, I, you know, I think it's so interesting to see, as well in the U.S. as in Europe, the, the transition period between releasing the regulation and becoming it effective becomes extremely short. So in the EU, in the, in the, yeah. EU, in the past, we frequently had them, whatever, one or two years to implement. This is not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that will drive the industry. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the language they announced, yeah, the language they announced here in the U.S. says you, you've got to announce four days after a breach. You know, I mean, and that's and, and I think you've got a little bit of a wiggle room there where if, if, if it's if it's deemed to be, you know, a security risk by announcing it that quick, you, you, you've got some mechanisms to actually delay it a little bit. But um, you've got to announce it if you're a publicly traded company um, in your SEC documents. And, you know, everybody knows. You know? Yeah. And, and in Europe, we also have extremely short notification periods for that. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And I think this is yeah. at the end. It helps us doing things better. And identity security is at the very core. And yes, what you're doing at SailPoint has a very central place in that journey. Yeah. Yeah, we, we like to think so. And, and um, uh, look, I, I, I will just say in, in, um, in closing here, being able to have these kind of conversations with you, share your insights with our teams, um, really, really helpful. Right. Um, you know, our, our teams are building product, but they're also delivering product and they're, you know, trying to help people solve their uh, identity security problems. And, and um, certainly getting your perspective is, is helpful um, to, to all of them. And uh, I'm hugely appreciate uh, you, you spending time with us. Thank you for inviting me and all of you listening to this. Yep. Enjoy Thank the you. conference and enjoy the event. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Matt.